Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. I will request that we do what the author did with his uh, prayer warriors in our class before we go uh, tonight. Maybe you are here tonight, you are struggling. Somebody has offended you. It could be two years ago. It could be this week. It could be in the workplace. It could be in the church. It could be this man that is even standing before you tonight. It could be anybody. Whoever has offended you, make sure you don't leave this place tonight without bitterness. Do you hear what I said? Don't leave church tonight without releasing that person and releasing yourself. Tell the class, this person hurt me so badly and I've struggled with it. I've not been able to, to let go. Class, please pray for me. And I'm sure as they do tonight, the Lord will grant you release in Jesus' name. Question 15 says, what is the scriptural verdict for irreconcilable church members? And we have three steps mentioned there. The first step is, first of all, on your own. Go to the person that offended you. Before you tell anybody at all, you're supposed to do what? Go and meet that person. And say, Sister Ellen, I didn't like what you said to me in Sunday school last Sunday. I'm not happy. And if Sister Ellen says, oh, I didn't mean what you are thinking, I'm sorry. That matter hangs there. Is that not so? But if Stylin say no, you are not the one I was talking to. I was just teaching generally in the class. So why must you take offense? An argument you know, ensued. That means they could not resolve themselves. So what did the Bible say we should do? What's the second stage? Look for another brother. And take that brother and go and meet Sister Ellen and say, we have an issue. We have a matter that needs to be resolved. And if at that state, God help you to resolve the matter. Praise God. If the matter is not resolved, what did the Bible say you should do? Take the matter to where? To the church. And when the Bible says to the church, yeah, it's not saying take it to the church in conference. Are you hearing me? It's not saying take it to the church in conference. Take it to the church means go and meet the leadership. You can either be your ass fellowship pastor, it can be a deacon, it can be a team leader of the ministry you belong to. And once you convey that to them, at that level, the church is informed. And they will do their best to reconcile you. If they do all that, the leadership gets involved and they cannot reconcile. What did the Bible say we should do to the person? What did the Bible say we should do? Treat him as what? And how do we treat such as an unbeliever? We excommunicate the person. It's as serious as that. You see, the body of Christ must be one at all times. And any time there's a crack, any time there's no unity, any time there's no oneness, we're in trouble. 
we cannot afford for a second to be divided. The same thing at the family level. We must endeavor to maintain the bond of peace with the spirit of unity at all times. What we are driving home this week is that me, I must make commitment to be a unifying church member. Praise the Lord. That as much as it lies with me, lies with you, if any church will be scattered, I must not be responsible. Did you hear that? If they're going to trace a church that scatters, that is destroyed because of unity, your name should never be mentioned. And it's quite sad that disunity has wrecked a lot of havoc, not just in the Nigerian Baptist Convention churches, other denominations. I know if a church while in Paracord that was closed down by the state government for about three years, they had to shut down the door. If you pass down those days, bush, the church bushes still grow all over the place. Because they fought so much that the state government had to close them down. How, how do we share Christian testimony in such a community? The devil will never succeed over me. He will not use me. And he will not use you to divide the church in Jesus' name. Question 18 says, mention some of the reasons why we must be united. It is a must. Let me tell you, neighbor, it's a must. To be united. It's a compulsory course of, and we must always pass it. And I have 10 reasons I want to just uh, mention to you. If you want to write, you can write. If you want to listen, just listen. Number one, God desires it. That the church should be what? United. So anytime the church is not united, it is contrary to its expectation. And we see that even in Christ's prayer tonight, as read to us earlier from John chapter 17, from verse 23. Christ is not divided. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.13. Christ is not what? Divided. So if Christ is not divided, then we must maintain that unity. Number three, it is our identity, our badge. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, it's not when you sing Christian song. It's not when you dress in a particular way that people will know that you are a child of God or that we are Christians. It is when we demonstrate love, genuine love for one another. Another reason is because it's the secret of our strength and victory. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 25, he talked about the fact that he said, how can you enter into a strong man's house, you know, and succeed in binding him? Then went to talk about the fact that a house that is divided against itself cannot do what? Cannot stand a house, a family, a local church 
divided against itself cannot stand. And this is one of the challenges we have in the body of Christ in Nigeria. What is Boko Haram? What is coronavirus that God cannot deal with? Are we praying with a united voice? Are we saying the same thing in the south with those who are in the north? Until we come to that measure of unity, the challenge will be there. It's the secret of our accomplishment. Genesis eleven six. God said, since these people are one, nothing, he said, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Did you see that verse of scripture? Said the Lord said, if as one people, speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. That's at the Tower of Babel. Beloved, nothing will be impossible for us in IBC if we are united. If there's oneness in your team, nothing will be impossible if we are operating in that spirit. The pathway to divine blessing, that's another reason why we must be one. Is the pathway to divine blessing. Psalm 133. How beautiful and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, There the Lord commands his blessing. He now compare it you now to the oil that flows from the head of who? Aaron's head down to where? Down to his skirt. I know I was saying also during the night vigil that. You need to maintain a good relationship with your priest. Because whenever the anointing, the blessing flows, it starts from the head down the line. So once you're not in alignment with those that God has placed over you, you'll be short-circuiting yourself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The same thing at the family level. Once the wife and the children do not bring themselves under that divine organogram. You know there's a divine organogram in the family. Is that not so? The head of the man is who? Who is the head of the man at home? Christ. Okay, the, the man is the head of who? Of the woman. Praise the Lord. And after the woman comes who? The children, that's the divine organogram. But if as a woman you want to fight with your husband, the children are manipulated against their daddy, there's no way the blessings of God can flow in that family. It will not work. It won't work. The same thing in the local church. Once we abuse the divine organogram, there's going to be a challenge. And may the Lord help us as a local church to deal with issues in all these areas in Jesus' name. Another reason why we must be united is found in Matthew 18, verse 18 to 22, to 20, for our prayers to be answered. You see, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound 
in heaven. Say, if two of you shall agree as touching anything you shall ask, it shall be done. Another reason, which is the eighth point, is what I call the apostolic appeal. Apostolic appeal. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. And let's see what Paul is saying there. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Verse 2. Be completely what? Humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with what? One another in love. Can you tell your neighbor, please bear with me? What does bear with me means? Just don't mind. Just don't mind me. Hmm? Take me as I am. Praise the Lord. Verse 3 says, make every effort. Are you seeing that? Did he say make some effort? Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. That's the apostolic appeal. Make every effort. Do all you can. Take every step you need to take to maintain the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Why? You see the answer in verse 4 to 6. And there are seven oneness which serve as a reason why this must be done. The first one is there's one body. And what? One spirit. Just as you are called to one hope when you are called. Verse 5. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God. And one Father of all. Seven oneness. That we must apply our acts to. That for the body of Christ, we have just one body, not two. We have just one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, not two baptisms. One God and one Father of all. Do we have a common Father? Eh? Do we have a common father? Who is our father? So if anybody is operating with the spirit of division, is God still his father? Who is his father at that point? And such is not in IBC in Jesus' name. So the apostolic appeal. Let's see Philippians 2 and see another appeal made by Paul. In Philippians chapter 2, from verse 1, 
If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete. By how? Being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you see the apostle making that appeal? And I see God making this appeal to all of us in IVC as we go through this chapter 2 of our book that we should maintain the bond of peace, bond of unity, the spirit of peace. That all of us should be unifying members. Let's protect ourselves. Whether it is another brother, another sister, you know, a deacon, a pastor, wherever you are, don't join the devil to kill the person like Doeg did. You know, Doeg, first of all, killed the priest with his mouth before he used the sword. Did you discover that? First of all, he used the mouth. Then later on, when he had the opportunity, what did he use? He used the sword. How many priests did he kill one day? Eighty-five. And he destroyed the entire city of the priest. And when you read the account, you see how he also came to self-destruction. The last two points. The danger that goes to being an agent of disunity is very, very terrible. And some of us who have been in churches where there have been katakata, if you search very well, every person that participated in the katakata, how they end their life. I've seen terrible things happen. You know? But that will not be your portion. That will not be my portion. In Jesus' name. You see, church, church is a dangerous place to build. Dangerous in the sense that if you are in a church, a local church, and you see, say, this church, the way that they do their own. Eh? If I stay here, I go talk. Because my mouth, I cannot see and keep quiet. And you know that by talking, uh, it will create more problem. Just carry your Bible. Eh? And your family and do what? Translocute. Have you had that English before? I didn't say relocate. Translocute. Just leave that place and go to a place where you can feel all right. Than to be there and to be tempted to fight. Church is not a battleground to fight ourselves. Only the devil should we face together and fight. Praise the Lord. Finally, we are better and stronger together. Can you hear me say that? We are better and stronger together. We are better and stronger together. These are reasons. There are many more. It's my prayer 
that the Lord, the seed of his word that has gone this week again, from Sunday to night, the Lord will cause it to germinate in every of our hearts and in IBC in the name of Jesus Christ. That if Christ come, the Lord will help us to maintain the spirit of unity in this assembly. This church will never have any history of confusion, of chaos, in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Have you made up your mind to be committed, to be committed to be a unifying church member? Have you resolved? Praise the Lord. While we are taking our offering, the next two minutes in our class, if there are some of us that need to unbottle tonight, you are struggling with challenge, somebody has offended you so badly, you have tried all you can to let go and you have been struggling, this is the time to, to share it. And as you share it, you are releasing that tension, that challenge, and the class will pray for you. So wherever you are seated in your class, just raise your hand. Your teacher will give you the opportunity before we pray tonight. Let's do that quickly. If you are still shy in your class, or you still find it tough, you may meet your group leader after now. Alfred, you and Regina want to set your word. Hmm? Nothing to set. <laughs> okay, go up there. God bless you. There are so many prayers we are praying as a church. Please, let's set whatever grievance we have against each other, one another. Maybe here yeah, for you tonight, it may be you and your husband. It may be between you and your parents. Voice it out and let the class pray for you. Thank you, Father. As you are seated in your group, can you pray for the person to your right and to your left? To your left? Say, may the Lord bless you. Pray for the blessing of God upon that person. Say, no evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. I declare the blessing of God upon your life, upon your family. You shall not be missing. Let's agree and decree that IBC shall be a united church. Let's forbid division. In the now, in the short run, in the long run. That all of us shall be unified members. Loving on one another. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Father, bless your children tonight. We agree that every burden, every problem brought to church tonight, that all of them be dropped at the altar. None is going back home without problem. You're not going back home without sickness. 
They are not going back home with that challenge. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive for every life divine intervention, divine solution, divine help. In the name of Jesus, we enforce the scripture over Ikoi Baptist Church and every member of our families far and near that our lives and tents shall remain secure. Nothing shall be missing. In the name of Jesus, because we have made the Lord most high our habitation, no evil shall befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. In the name of Jesus, no plague will come near our dwelling. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Anna Father. Clear the way for us as we go home tonight. And let your peace that pass set all human understanding be our portion. Oh, make us all unified members. That every one of us shall be committed to this. And your name will be glorified. For as many that may be aggrieved, for as many in ogre going through one hurt or disappointment or discouragement or the other, Father, appear to them. Heal their hearts. Heal relationships in IBC and bind us all together with a cord of love that cannot be broken. Blessed be your wonderful name. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.com.